Welcome in, everybody, to another week of Two Guys Watching Wrestling. This is Nightsticks and Coffins. Big Boss Man's Naughty 1999. Mike Went, Rich Ellison. Rich, how you doing this evening? I'm uh, just finishing the last of my pepper steak, uh, choke, choking it down with a with a nice glass of uh, shut the fuck up, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, this was uh, this was an interesting couple of shows. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot uh, going back to the 22 years watching this. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, acceptable language. Yep. Uh, what yep. was said, what was uh, not allowed to be said. Uh, the fact that uh, martial art, arts weapons could be used as sex toys. That was and, found out, yes. Yeah, and um, is it possible to be meat, but then not meat, <laughs> but then meat again? worst attempt at a fucking turn ever um yes so uh, we are covering raw is war from september 6 1999 and smackdown from september 9th 1999 first up is raw uh september 6 1999 from the hartford civic center in hartford connecticut and it was preempted by tennis apparently and <laughs> highest rated show on cable preempted by tennis, which is why we keep getting JR saying, oh, this, this match is going to be worth staying up late for main event, staying up late for the main event. It's like, all right, pal, I guess, you know, whatever. We're going to stick with it. Like, they were getting such good ratings. I, I don't know why they were, you know, begging people to stick around. I wonder if they just interrupted the Monica Sellis women's finals because LaFemme Nikita had to fucking start. <laughs> you don't preempt LaFemme Nikita. Raw? Fine. Yeah. The Femme Nikita, Pack Blue, <laughs> some things are sacred, okay? The Silk Stalking Show isn't going to watch itself, fucker. Put it on. <laughs> uh, what is not sacred, as you hinted on, is acceptable language. And uh, The Rock, future president of the United States, according to his new sitcom, Young Rock, which I'm actually enjoying. We're two episodes in, and I'm actually enjoying it. Um yeah, he he said some things that we can't say now, like in current times, like it would be a problem for you and I if someone heard that and decided they didn't like us and then called our employers and said, hey, they said that word and they were making fun of it. It's like, yeah, not cool. Not cool. I mean, I've. I've been reprimanded for less <laughs> in, my, in my radio career. <laughs> so basically, um, it's uh, he was referring to Kane. It becomes as... in this era. It was Kane's basically unofficial nickname. The King yeah. King called him it a bunch. Triple H a bunch. The Rock like fucking four times in this show. Yeah. Like it was Kane's unofficial nickname in 1999. Um, did you figure out a way to get around it? Because I was just going to call it the R word. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say they basically called him the big red rhubarb rhubarb. Okay, sure. We'll go there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were just throwing the R word around willy nilly and, uh, eh, 99. It was, it was, it is what it is. As long as you don't show any nipples, it's fine. That's what we learned about the WWE network, you know. No, no, no female nudity, but pff, language. 
Sure. Yeah, I can simulate taking my cock out and shoving it in your mouth. No problem. Oh, Billy Gunn, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, you know, I can. He I literally can have... yelled, suck my nuts at the rock. Yeah. <laughs> Literal, like, teabagging going on and, and, wow. and sucking wow. and. Holding his balls in his little teeny weeny little bikini that he was wearing, yelling, suck my nuts. He said, he, like, it was completely clear as day during what well, it was. It must have been a regular like raw or something where he just spiked the hard camera and yelled, fuck off to the fans or something like that. I'm like, yep. but mm, no, we will not. Uh, as Mr. Skin would say, we would not have any nip slippage in, in these shows. That is not allowed. That could harm the children. Fucking Christ. Anyways, the reason The Rock is hot at Kane, uh, or maybe he's not. I don't know. I, I don't want to know why he's calling Kane out. Rock and Mankind are challenging X-Pac and Kane for the titles? Like, it seems like it should be the other way around. Or did I just misread all of that because X-Pac isn't there and Kane can't speak really well? Well, Kane can speak. I said not just, really well. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. So Kane is like teetering back and forth with, can I talk with a kazoo? Can I talk without a kazoo? Can I say sentences? Can I not say sentences? Do I just make sounds? I don't know what I'm allowed to do. Who so, am I? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what is happening? Imagine um, Glenn Jacobs, the actor, going up to either Vince Russo or Vince McMahon at this time being like, so Kane, what is his motivation? Get the fuck out of my face. Got it. So just growl a little bit. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to run for mayor someday, and I'm going to hate you. <laughs> so, so, so to piggyback your point here, so they start the show, and The Rock goes on this diatribe just destroying Kane, calling him, you know, the big red rhubarb. Look, and it's still funny. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's funny. His, Absolutely. This, again, we're hitting peak rock territory, and when he gets into Big Show and Undertaker, that's just gold. That shit is fucking laugh-out-loud gold all day, but we'll get there. So, it is exactly to your point. There's no animosity here other than Kane and X-Pac want to win the tag titles. Do they, though? Because X-Pac doesn't show up. On paper right now, before we get into the, <laughs> you know, before the three minutes after this occurs and we realize that X-Pac is having way too many energy drinks or he's still on the Catalina wine mixer Did with you, Shawn Michaels. Have you watched him? Like, I took note of it. We didn't talk about it in the last show, but... In the last show, he did an entrance, and now I've noticed they've actually added that big energy drink to his uh, Titan Tron video. Uh, so he must—it must be like his his Slim Jim for Macho Man, like it's his thing. But he came down to the ring slugging that swill, like, I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I will bet you green money that he didn't like empty out that can and fill it with water, because that's what I would have done. Because I'm first of all, I'm not an energy drink fan, and I can only imagine because it's a nondescript logo that I can't even remember the brand name. It just says energy across the side, and I think it's made by Hasbro, who makes like the Transformers. Um, can't be reputable in the energy department, but he's down just oh, slugging and slugging and slugging a whole can of that shit. I'm pretty sure it's what gave Jerry Lawler his third heart attack, and 
I'm like, why, why wouldn't you just empty the can out and pour water in it? Like, nobody's going to fuck. And he wasn't doing the Triple H thing either. Like, I'm like, because I'm watching, I'm like, no, he's just going to spit that. Oh, he's swallowing. What a good girl. What a good, good girl. My God, that stuff is, and energy drinks just fucking rock gut gross in general. We used to have, we used to have a shitload when I worked in the radio station. We had cases and cases of monster energy drink. And the, the, one one of the kids who who refilled the uh, the coffee was terrible for a long while. Like I had to start leaving death notices at the fucking coffee machine to get the fucking coffee filled because those of us doing the overnight need our caffeine. So one night I was just dragging ass, and I'm like, oh, fine. And I go down to the promo fucking office, and I see the cases of Monster Energy drink. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, but I need to. I need to wake up. Nothing's happening. I'm definitely gonna fall asleep. It's like early in my shift and i got like six hours left i'm like fine two sips i'm like if i fall asleep i fall asleep i'm not doing this this is fucking awful this is the worst thing i've ever put in my body and i'm pretty sure it gave me cancer allegedly don't don't sue me monster if you want to sponsor us i will definitely dump your can out and drink water out of it that'd be cool i love monster it's the greatest thing alive it's a monster (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm a monster On ET, it's the government. What are we doing? <laughs> so, 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 we got we got through the rhubarb promo. Five minutes Fo- in, <laughs> Fo- 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 comes out. Then Kane comes out. No X Pac. Yeah. So who happening? else? Who who else would be Kane's partner in this scenario? Who else? Of course, because we, we can't hear his music enough. Here comes Triple H out of left fucking field. I didn't think him and X-Pac were friends. Uh, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know why he's there. Uh, it, 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 again, muddies a lot of these waters, um, which most of these shows do. Uh, but, yeah, he comes down. And then it wasn't even like they came together. Then China kind of was following behind a little bit with a sledgehammer. Uh, Got to say, Big fan of this look, China, uh, with the 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 chaps, the leather chaps, and and the 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 leather. I don't know bikini top sports bra gimmick. Uh, big fan, really big fucking fan. Um, but yeah, she comes down with a sledgehammer, uh, and I, I, it's a bad match. Like Triple H tags himself in at one point. Kane smacks him. Triple H hits Kane with a sledgehammer a couple times. Rock pins him. Who's a face? Who's a heel? I don't fucking know. Then Triple H just starts going to town on Kane because Rock and Mankind are like, well, we won, so fuck you. I don't care we're baby faces. We are leaving this shenanigans. And he starts just hammering, literally, sledgehammering. And they're actually, you know, usually, uh, you know, Triple H does the, the, the safe hammer shots where he covers the end with his hand and kind of does that thing. He was friggin', you know, baseball batting the shit out of it. And granted, it was probably a rubber gimmicked fucking hammer thing made to look good. They never did the they never did the magician trick of banging the hammer on the metal stairs, even though a big, heavy rubber hammer would make the same fucking noise because the stairs are metal. I know what you're doing, you sneaky fucks. You didn't get shit by me. And he just starts tuning them up, like, a lot. They, they looked fucking great. Um, and all I could think was, oh, my God. Are we going to get Katie Vick? Has that happened? Has that happened? No. You know, no, fuck. It's, it's no, already happened, no, or, we, we, or we just don't get to it? Oh, no, we don't get to it. This is, the Katie Vick is like 2002, 2000. Really? Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, All we right. miss out on Kitty. But you know, God's I, I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe that's why he's really tuning him up. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Uh, Undertaker and Kane just come walking down. They don't really do anything. They just come walking down looking mean. Look, looking like they just rolled out of some really rednecky biker bar. He's got a big old, big old wad of chaw. He's got his black leather on. He's wearing a branded T-shirt. I don't know. Undertaker is very confusing in this episode. He he looks like uh, if the WWF was having Casual Friday, this is what he'd fucking wear. <laughs> this is his Hawaiian shirt day. He was wearing a W. Like I mean, I guess everybody was wearing a logo back then. Um, which great branding, by the way. I, I remember when I would buy T-shirts from from WWF. If you ordered them through the website, they would send you a free WWF logoed shirt uh, with it. So everybody was wearing the logo. It was great branding. Um, because, you know, if ECW had the chant, ECW, dub, dub, F, that, that, that sounds like shit. Just put the logo on their chest. I don't want to hear that. That's, that sounds like what Rock was just talking about. That ain't going to work on this fucking show. Um, so they come down and, and I don't know, China and AAA scurry away and we are already confused. <laughs> so basically the last three weeks yep. don't matter. Of course not. So, so they, they destroyed Kane. They've basically tried to kill him and now because someone else is trying to do it. Yeah. no. No, big show. You have the knowledge. Well, I mean, anybody with a little brother gets that concept. It's like, look, we can kill this guy, but you don't get to kill this guy. <laughs> like, I gave my friend here the knowledge so he can do it. I didn't give you the knowledge, so you put your hammer away there, fella. Biker Undertaker is great. I don't know what this <laughs> is. Like, I keep calling it hybrid Undertaker because it's like he's he's coming out of the dead man and he's not quite American badass yet. He's like in that middle thing where he's wearing regular clothes and using his regular voice, but he still kind of has all the, the eyeliner and, and the black pointy beard thing going on. So he's kind of still, and he says weird shit, like he's going to skin a cat or something and wear it as a hat. I That was, it was poetry. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's fucking weird. Help me out. I, I love it. I, I, I just love the, 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 just the sheer, the sheer miserable nature of everything he does, and the fact that he just doesn't care what he's doing interviews, commentary, promo, his fashion to the arena, all of it. <laughs> he just does. He is a divorced father of four that is working six jobs. And, the and only this thing is the afford- fifth one. <laughs> yeah, and all he can afford is TV dinner that he eats over the sink and like natty ice light. That's it. That's all he can afford. His 13-year-old daughter's already pregnant. He's got a lot of shit going on right now. He's got some shit, man. Yeah. Uh, I want to I be this guy. Yeah, you have yeah. really... Of, of all the stuff we've come across, you have really owned this character. Like You are really like honing in on, like, I think I'm going to be him. And I get it. I, I get it. I, I oddly identify with weird characters. Like, it's it's an awkward thing for me to watch uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm with people because I really identify with a lot of Larry David shit. And it's like, it's never the good stuff. It's always like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> you <know what> I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> the the one I, I loved was he's walking down the street and he's just got his his miserable, I guess, resting bitch face for lack of a better term. And somebody walks by, some woman walks by him and she goes, Hey, smile, it's not so bad. And keeps walking. And he just turns around and is like, Hey, how about you go fuck yourself? It keeps on walking. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> I, I I think why I relate with this Undertaker so much is the fact that like he literally will just not care and say, I'm gonna stab you in the face. Because I want to say that to so many people. The fact that he walks around with, with his hip disconnected from his body, that's how I walk around. So there's so many parallels. Like you are I not wear, an athlete. Don't yeah, try to I, get there. <laughs> I wear my button-down shirt completely undone except the last two. You know, there's a lot of things I do, like 99 Undertaker. He is he is my spirit. You know, he's basically like my future self and me kind of scenario here. God damn it, I love this man. <laughs> oh shit. Um uh... But much like everything at this time, the show just keeps rolling on. Like, it steamrolls. But these two shows did a lot of, like, I remember when we first started this series, I was like, oh, wow, I got to get back in the groove of, of how they just steamroll through episodes. These two were very steamrollery. Like, we were, like, they were just finishing up. And I think it maybe it's the part, especially when Michael Cole was, was doing interviews, that he would, like, recap the last two seconds and try to relate it to the person, even though they had nothing to do with it. Like, Jackie, and he's interviewing uh, Jacqueline, and he's like, wow, Undertaker and Kane and Big Show. And she's like, what? Anyway. Jackie goes on to say she smacked around women before. And she, it's just like, I fought women bigger than you, Jeff Jarrett, and I'm going to whip your ass. I mean, we know where this is going. <laughs> and it's hilarious as I was thinking that, uh, you know, we're coming, where are we here? We're in August or, or no, September. This is, this is literally Jeff Jarrett's last month in the company until he comes back for the Hall of Fame many, many, many years later. And this was like his best work. <laughs> this one month oh, period 100%. was his yes. best work. And it's like, holy shit. Because, again, much like The Rock's opening promo, Jeff Jarrett's best work doesn't age well because he's just beating up women and really getting aggressive about how much he's beating them up. Like, he does the, he does the uh, women belong in the kitchen promo. Um, is it here or SmackDown that he drags Moolah and Mae Young into the ring? Well, that's on, that's on SmackDown. And we'll get there in a minute. Um, so this is all building up to the fact that he, he has to wrestle China, uh, a, a woman for the Intercontinental title. And, uh, so he's going to start wrestling women because I don't know. I think had Lawler done the Andy Kaufman thing already, and and we just were in that month. That that was like two thousand one, I think, wasn't it? So, but it's it's basically that type of mentality. They they took a lot of Kaufman stuff uh, and, and put it into this Jeff Jarrett character for the last month, where where it's a lot of like you belong in the kitchen and making babies, all that shit. And and again, doesn't age well, but it was his best work. Um. Also, we got uh, Deborah and Miss Kitty, which I think because of what was happening in the ring, which is Jeff Jarrett tuning up a woman, uh, as well as how fast the match went, 
uh, we like the king was not like he, I don't think he had time to kind of rev his engine up because it was just like Jared just kind of like tuned up Jackie, which it's weird that they picked Jackie. I get maybe, maybe not. Uh, I think they probably picked Jackie because she can take a beating. Um, and I say that in, in in the most respectful way possible. Jackie, as far as far as uh, women wrestlers is concerned, is one of the best. Like one of the one of those you would call the deserving professional wrestler Hall of Famer. Uh, Jackie wrestled women, uh, men. I mean, Jackie wrestled men. Like it was like she's a she's a legit badass type of woman. So I guess I'm guessing that's why they kind of put her in that thing. Like I if. If Ivory wasn't doing her gimmick with Tori, they probably would have went with her. My thought. So, Jackie actually did wrestle men back in world class. Right. Uh, under Miss I said Texas. women, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah under uh, her character is Miss Texas. <laughs> and um, so she, she's done the shit before, but, but, and she even did some of this in WCW too, uh, when she was there for a short time. It, it was it meshed very well, and it really made you root for China. Yes, for this, and it made Jared just a despicable piece of shit. However, yep. mm-hmm. believe it or not, I was I was in Jeff Jarrett's corner during this whole thing because I oh. thought it was fucking absolutely hilarious. And dare I say, I, I'm a Jeff Jerry guy. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Scorching hot. Hot, hot takes. Oh, um, oh. Burning up in here. It's so hot. Yeah. So let's see. Um, obviously, we, we know how this, this happens. Uh, he throws a figure four on, match ends. Um, she she gives him a, a smack, um, but uh, he wraps her in the face with a guitar. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Fucking guy breaks ten thousand guitars and draw a goddamn dime, piece of shit. Your dad still owes me twenty bucks. Fucking Southern wrestling. Who, I mean, who who hasn't want to hit a woman with a guitar? <laughs> you could have just gone with person. I like that you specified. <laughs> well, you know, well, we're, it's two thousand twenty-one. We can't. We can't uh, discriminate here. I mean, if it's true, it's true. You can hit anyone with a guitar. Why can't I hit a woman with a guitar? Yeah, it's a weird. That's a weird thing. Um. <laughs> I, I would. I would. I'd probably use. I'd probably use the uh, guitar from Guitar Hero because that's that's a toy. That seems like it'd be worse. It's a lot more solid. Like these these guitars just splinter on impact. <laughs> but it's well, a toy. Also, I love that Jeff Jarrett's guitars never in the history of his career have had strings on them. (laughs) You stink. (laughs) Also, he's not doing a country music thing anymore. What the fuck? Never dropping the gimmick, bro. He didn't drop it in WCW. He he couldn't be further away from the country music thing. And he's coming to the ring with a silver painted guitar when he's in the NWO 2000, man. <laughs> okay, bro. Fucking. <laughs> he was uh, Jeff Jarrett. Again, best work this month. <laughs> yes. God, God, God bless Jeff Jarrett. God bless. Uh, so. Something I picked up on, uh, we, we get our first Terry Taylor interview here, 
And JR has stopped calling him the rooster. My assumption is that HR got involved. Terry lodged a complaint. Um, or or they, they took it to the infamous wrestler's court. And, and, uh, and JR just couldn't win that battle, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, he, they're calling him by his name. Uh, Val Venus is here with uh, Terry Taylor. And Val Venus, uh, he's all over the place in these episodes, too. Like he goes from what seeming to wanting to be like a fighter in this. Like he doesn't have his towel. He doesn't do his promo. He's wearing like he basically looks like he's he dressed with Ken Shamrock for the fucking night. And then like, yeah, like you mentioned at the top of the show, he's back to doing pornos and talking about Big Show's dick. Like he's all over this show and none of it seems to make sense. We also get a lot of Steve Blackman appearances, which I found weird. Like how many times does he really need to show up on this fucking thing? Zero. Well, he gets three. <laughs> uh, so I, I would have personally enjoyed if the JR threw it back and be like, we're backstage with two cocks. The rooster and <laughs> Valvius. That just would have been a delight to hear. Uh, maybe that's why they stopped. There was just so much cock going around that they're like, look, you just, you can't. Somebody's going to make the joke. Um, I mean, with all the stuff we're watching and covering, how much cock is too much cock? It, back in 99, you couldn't have enough cock. I couldn't get enough cock. Nope. I need more. Nope. I need 75% more cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we move on to our number one contenders match for the tag team titles, I think. Is that what we're doing? It's a tag team sure. match, and I have number one contender written down, but... Isn't uh, yeah? Oh, it is allegedly. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. in my notes now. Yeah. All right. So Edge and Christian versus the Acolytes because the Dudleys interfered when they debuted on SmackDown last week. Um, and these were the last two teams in the match. Right. So, so yeah. yeah, Christian gets a roll-up win. It was an okay match. Um, I mean, they get better, <laughs> you know. The, the, the acolytes did act. I, I think it was just uh, Christian and, and Edge were, were so new off the brood that they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to gel with people, I guess. Um, and we, we get that as well. So um, we got Cole in the back, and, uh, and he's with Edge and Christian. Now, Edge starts talking about the tag team titles, as, as you do. Uh, and then Michael Cole lets out his, his best scream possible. The acolytes are coming and hightails it out of there. (laughs) Acolytes uh, and edge. And then the Dudleys show up and ambush them with trash cans. This whole thing. I just like, uh, mostly because, um, I've heard that the acolytes and the Dudleys do enough interviews, um, talking about how they just love beating the shit out of each other. Um, because like the Dudley's uh, Bubba has gone on length about this where it's like, yeah, we saw what they did to the public enemy and we were coming in from ECW. So there was no way we were going to be pussies and, and fuck around. So they, they took all the beatings like Dudley's were willingly taking all the beatings, which you know, anything about Bradshaw and Ron Simmons, that's just having a badge of honor. It's like, cool. We're going to kick the shit out of each other and then go to the bar after this. Like they're on the, the acolytes untold that just got popped onto the network is awesome. Just go watch it. It's wonderful. Um, 
Yeah, so so they're just they're they're brawling. That's it. Trash cans. They wreck the set like four fucking times. That poor chain link fence keeps getting knocked down. The one where I don't know, meet Stasiak was fucking Marlena or or whatever her name is. My my Marion Marionette. He was, he, he, was, he was in the back swapping spit with marinara. It's fucking delicious. Put some sauce on those ribs, King. Fucking marinara. Get some goddamn mozzarella sticks back. Oh, she sounds delicious. She's Marianne, a sample Marianne. basket. <laughs> it's like when I go to Toby Key's bar and I get that sampler of microwaved appetizers. In. Dog shit. I hated that fucking bar. I'm so glad it shut down in Foxborough. The, be- the only good thing about it was fucking 32-ounce Bud Lights. And that's not saying anything about a bar because everybody has those. Um, well, we, 30- can always, we can always have the man on the street go there with his uh, handheld uh, iPhone and take a you, video of you, the parking you lot. You laugh. You laugh. Will is going to be a correspondent of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not revealing everything. But that's gotta happen. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it would have to be. Like, I, I need the Taco Bell report from Will as he sits in his car. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> He's our friend, and he doesn't listen. <laughs> so we can move on. <laughs> um, so, speaking of moving on, yeah. we have GTV. GTV. And uh, Val Venus is uh, moving on to the urinal next to the B show, and like. Most people, you look at the penis of the person next to you in a urinal. Look, look, you don't do it every time, okay? But it's not every day that you stroll up to a urinal and you're standing next to a legitimate giant. So curiosity probably will take hold at times and be like, (sighs) mm hmm. So the giantism thing doesn't affect all that, huh? Bummer. Like, you'd expect him to just have, like, I don't know, a full-grown man's arm hanging between his fucking legs. Like, like basically what Vince wanted in uh, See No Evil. Oh, I want to have a three-foot cock with goddamn sharp teeth at the end. Like, that's what you expect the big shit of the packing. But according to Val Venus, he is not. Uh, big Show takes uh, offense to it. Throws him into the stalls and a bathroom brawl ensues. And then Kevin Kelly is uh, backstage with Meat. Again, very steamrollery episode. Uh, backstage with Meat. And Meat doesn't want to talk about how he was caught with Chaz's girlfriend, Marinara. He wants to talk about his daddy. He's my daddy, my daddy. Oh, that's that's not <laughs> happening yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's Bossman later in night nine. <laughs> but basically the same thing. It's like, I'm not meat anymore. I'm Sean Stasiak. And you could hear the booze. <laughs> and he goes on to talk about his dad, Stan the Man Stasiak in the 70s and how he did this and he did that. And look... If if I've learned anything from from my recent career, nepotism doesn't always work. Okay, doesn't equal talent. And um, so then the Mean Street Posse come in and say what we were all thinking: "Fuck your dad, man! We're gonna kick your ass!" And basically they do. <laughs> so why did we do all this? I don't know. We needed to fill thirty seconds, and Russo was tired from writing SmackDown. 
I, I'm just glad we have good meat now. That's uh, delicious you know, meat. Uh. Yeah, good good meat, delicious meat. And uh, Terry mm. is uh, not very happy with meat. You know, you wouldn't be able to tell. She shows up quite a bit in this because, I don't know, she's just with the posse now. Like, I don't know. People are try- I-, I keep seeing articles that people are trying to cancel Greece, and all I keep thinking is, well, I-, I mean, you know, there are lines like, what do you think this is, a gangbang? And it's like, kind of be a kid's film or something. I don't know. But whatever. Fuck it. That's Wait, why hold I on, physical hold media. On. They're trying to cancel Greece. I, yeah, some of the songs are kind of rapey for you know you know people these these days. You know, I I don't support it, but you know I can see why. I, I mean, people have canceled. Like I found out today that Paw Patrol got canceled. I miss that one. Every time I see Terry come bouncing out with the Mean Street Posse, I'm thinking, well, they're just throwing a gangbang in the back. What is happening here? Because they all seem so disattached from all this. Like, she's just kind of bouncing to the ring. They're strolling behind. They don't seem to even acknowledge her. And... They never interact. Like, at least when, when she was doing... Uh, do we get to the Terry Invitational? Does that happen yes, in, our, in that, this run? That, okay, that, so, she start, that she starts in a couple weeks. All right, so when she's doing that, at least she was, like, falling all over the Hardys and everybody, and she was, like, offering herself I don't, as a trophy fuck to the winner or some shit. Services. Like, ser- services. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she'll service them. And the posse was just like, I don't know not interested for some reason and honestly i don't completely remember why she's with them like she got mad at meat because meat was dipping into the marinara and he was gonna go fight Chaz, which is an excellent name and how did we get to the posse like how how did she get there why is she here well or is it just because we've been, they fucked up Stan the Man's kid in the back? Well, I think it's a couple things. A, we don't know because Sunday Night Heat is not on the network. I think we've talked about that a couple times. Sure. But what better way to get back at your ex-boyfriend than to just fuck three dudes at the same time? I mean, fair fucks. Point, point, point you. <laughs> point you on that one. It just seems... V- you know, it not only does it seem very left field, but it also seems like um, nobody's into it. Um, and what, what do you think? What do you think gave that away? The fact that no one responded at all. Well, I don't mean the fans. I mean the people involved. Uh, like I said, she's coming to the ring, and she seems like she she's doing the Terry thing. Like she's. She's bouncing to the ring and, and she made sure to put the ice on the nipples before she came out. And those are those are, you know, going everywhere. And, <laughs> and the posse's just strolling to the ring like, oh, can you believe Shane's letting us do this? We're getting paid. This is fucking ridiculous. Joey actually went to wrestling school. What a dork. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happens. Um, but by by the way, going forward, I think I want to be referred to as Richie Abs. I will not call you that. <laughs> no. Call you Rich Gas, but I will not call you Richie Abs. No, Richie like Abs. I got I got, I got the kind of abs. You know how like like Tim Tebow has the abs you can grate cheese on. Like I got the abs that you can get like cheese whiz and just smear it on. You know, I got that kind of stomach. <laughs> nobody 
repeat, nobody is smearing cheese whiz anywhere on you, no matter how much you pay them. COVID, sir. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll, I'll settle for Velveeta. There is laws against this. I'd rather light you on fire. Um, so we just skipped an entire match, by the way, because Val Venus and the Big Show have to do a thing. And it provided me, I think, my my line of the night where Val comes to the ring, starts running down the Big Show, and they cut back to Big Show and, and pissed off Undertaker. And he's like, and he just looks at him, kind of eyeballs him up and down. And Big Show's like, what? He's like, you want to pick that up? So what? That punk card he just left for you. And Big Show just like, he looks like the kid who's like lost a bet. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I'm going to go out and fight somebody. This sucks. Fucking dad and make me go fight this kid. I didn't really, yeah, I shouldn't have told him he took my goddamn ice cream. Now he won't let me leave it down. I got to fight everybody. It pisses off dad. Punk card. Punk you, old man. I'll take your other hip, motherfucker. Anyway, Big Show goes to the ring. I'm just fucks up Valvius. Steve Blackman also shows up because we needed that that guy to come back again. Uh, he beats on what, Val some more. Hmm? I gotta I gotta I gotta ask what the fuck is a punk card? Um I believe it later I think I think the later generation turned it into a pipe bomb. I don't know. I'm not up with what the kids are talking about here. So it wasn't it wasn't like the man card. It was no, that's something else. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Was it the race card? Definitely not. Stop no. yourself there. Play a playing card. I believe you play with it, or you a play with yourself card. when someone gives it to you. Hmm. I'm definitely thinking we need more rules on the punk card. How yeah. is how is it earned? Where can it be traded in? Can you get multiple punk cards? Can you collect the whole set? Can I get Pikachu? <laughs> yes. Is he part of the punk cards? Um, anyway, Steve Blackman comes down and, and starts beating Val with like his dildo or something. I don't really know what happened. <laughs> the dildo chuck. I mean, it, it happens later. Val literally fucks a woman with his nunchuck. So it's like, that's weird. But it happened. Uh, anyway, back to the rooster who's uh, wondering if the Dudley boys have a death wish. And Bubba does his uh, not aging well stutter, also wearing a Confederate flag on his head. This is not a great gimmick for 2021. <laughs> bu- bu- Bubba <laughs> and Devon. I mean, look, I know that they were kind of uh, they 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 hit the rewind button on their their characters and went back to how they started in ECW. Uh, because it's 1999 and Devon is just doing Sam Jackson and Pulp Fiction, which when they debuted in like 94, 95 was pretty fucking cool. Now it's like, yeah, dude, we get it. You saw Pulp Fiction a bunch. Like it's on DVD now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, anyway, they're doing that. And uh, the, the three Dudley commandments, which don't quite have the impact because they can't say fuck anymore, but uh, we'll let it pass. Um, and, uh, yeah, guess what happens? Acolytes show up. They brawl. No, this, is, this just goes on. It's kind of, it's kind of like that, uh, 
the fucking uh, the, the old the old the old cartoon. I, I don't know which one it was, but it's the the husband and wife that keep brawling, and they're just a big dust cloud, and they spoofed it in Family Guy, where Quagmire uh, gets stuck in the dust cloud as they're fighting, and he comes out and says, "Oh my God, did I just get laid?" That 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 thing is kind of how I'm feeling about this whole Dudley Boys acolytes thing, and I'm all in for it. Now we move on. My God, we really set up the the Mean Street Posse thing, and it is a long way away. We spent way too much time on Terry's nipples. Uh, Finkel comes out. <laughs> I can't believe they use ice. Ice? More, more like dice. No. Um, <laughs> Finkel comes out. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I took actual notice of it over these two shows. Uh, Lillian Garcia is getting better quickly. Uh, like I've mentioned in the last couple how she's brand new and she's super fucking green. She sounded marketably better this week than she did last week. So she's kind of she's feeling her cadence. She's learning where where to go with people's names because I you know as a ring announcer it's like you can't just say and now Chris Jericho you gotta be like Chris Jericho or or how the fuck you want to do it I don't know that was weird but she she's learning and she's she's uh she's finding her footing nevertheless she gets uh I don't know fucking verbally assaulted by Finkel and and it really. The king just he can't help himself. Uh, none of this has anything to do with underwear. But last week, because Finkel and Chimmel had a tuxedo match and we learned that Finkel has red underwear, the king just wouldn't let it go during this little promo here. And he goes, well, we know Finkel wears red on. And I just like it's stuck in my brain because wow, it's super inappropriate. Uh, he's like, Finkel wears runaway. I wonder what, I wonder what color Lillian wears. What color does Lillian wear? Finkel jumper. He literally said jumper. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? She is a ring announcer. And you're basically saying over a nationally televised show that you want him to rape her. Like what is happening to this fucking, pro- where is Vince? Oh, he, he, Vince. <laughs> oh, he instructed him to say, Jesus Christ. 99 was wild. <laughs> Shit was wild. I, uh, I also got bingo. <laughs> I have a uh, yeah. I got I got sexual harassment bingo coverall. <laughs> fucking forty four minutes into this fucking episode of Raw. I mean, it was super weird um, because that really was not what Finkel was trying to do. Uh, I will say this also, and it was something that um, I think they've lost in the current product because in SmackDown, Lillian is a backstage interviewer. And what I noticed her doing, and I think I took notice of it because they don't do this anymore. Um, she like when she's interviewing these guys and they're like getting super fucking overly aggressive, like angry, yelling. She's actually acting scared. Like like she's literally like kind of like twitching and, and, and flinching and, and kind of taking a step back and kind of extending the microphone. Just be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Now. No matter how angry these wrestlers get, you get fucking uh, Kayla and Charlie Caruso, and and they're just like smiling their asses off, being like, oh, "Doing it for the gram, bitches!" Ah! And it's like, what the fuck is this? Are you paying attention to what's like? You should be scared of this monster of a human. Like Braun Strowman's not a small dude, so him yelling, even if he's not yelling at you, should just scare you that he's going to explode, like in in a moment. Um, but you know, I don't know. Passion for your craft. I don't know. Take pride in your work. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Lillian Garcia. Good shit. Um, 
so Finkel tries to run and Shamrock comes out. Uh, he's actually dressed for work today. Good on him. Even though he doesn't have a fucking match. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love the fact that Fink takes control of the ring, doesn't know who he's going to introduce, looks at the card and goes, uh-oh. uh-oh. Super professional, Fink. Um, so, yeah, Shamrock comes hauling ass out. And um, now we get the 10-minute intro for Chris Jericho. Yeah, after they Excuse run me. around the ring, do the classic uh, Betty Hill, you know, bam, 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 catches them, they end up in the ring, Y2J counter countdown, comes on the Titantron backstage, yep. tells us <laughs> UFC is fake. I love that, by the way. <laughs> that, that silly little fake MMA fighting that you do. Fucking Christ. The balls on them back then. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, so he, he does that, and uh, Shamrock just fucking hauls out to the back um, because Jericho's like, I'm going to take you out on SmackDown. And I just came all the way here to Hartford to tell you that I was going to fight you next week in New York. All right. <sighs> Away goes that's a big, that's a that, that is a big market tease. Big market tease right there. Super tease. Uh Chris Jericho, the man of the teases. Uh Triple H and China are back. Triple H starts talking shit about Kane. He starts talking shit about Austin, uh, mankind, uh, and um I don't know. I think he talks about the rock a little bit. And yeah, he he basically reads his Wikipedia page. Even though Wikipedia doesn't start in 99, he basically listed off everything he's ever done, tells Linda to go get her shine box. <laughs> and this leads to the man of the people to to save the day, the person we would expect to interrupt him and be a face Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, I'm so conflicted with this promo because it sucks, but it ends really well, but it actually didn't end really well uh, because Billy Gunn and the music guy fucked up and missed their cue completely, or they just didn't know the cue wasn't supposed to happen. Um, so Billy Gunn, uh, you know, runs down his resume. I know your resume and you know my resume because you picked me because you needed me. Because if you didn't need me, if you didn't need Mr. Ass, then Mr. Ass would be kicking your ass. And if you don't have the balls to put my suck in your fuck, then I'm going to Mr. Ass my way to the ring. And I'm going to show you my dick and I'm gonna wave around and I'm going to helicopter that shit. And it's weird. And then in the end, he punctuates by saying something like, uh, you know, you know, I might be Mr. Ass, but you're an ass hole. And his music hits, and I'm like, well, they pulled it off. They pulled it together in the end. And then it just abruptly stops. And Billy's looking around like, fuck, everyone messed up. And then Triple H continues the fucking promo. He's like, look, you dumb son of a bitch. And I'm talking to you and the idiot pushing play on your music in the back. I got at least 10 more minutes of talking to do. He does it. It doesn't go well, and everyone tells everyone to suck it. I'm pretty sure these two are going to fuck later tonight, and 
we head to the back with Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson <laughs> babbling their asses off about nonsense. This show is wonderful. <laughs> so, so why was Mr. Ass allowed to say suck it? Because he lost the rights to it. Now he has to pay X-Pac and Road Dog. Is that how that ended? I don't remember. And I'm pretty sure they don't either. He probably threw X-Pac a 20 and some energy drinks (laughs) to forget about the whole thing. So when you say, when you just said. He went into X-Pac's bag, stole his $20 and gave it back to him. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some empty energy drink cans. I put some stuff Sean left behind a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) So. So when you said Billy Gunn realized he messed up, it just reminded me of the Saturday Night Live skit with Will Ferrell and uh, Horatio Sands where they were the wedding singers. Yes. And they were doing the cutting crew, I'm tying your arms tonight. It was just the first five seconds. <laughs> we messed up. You said. <laughs> we messed up. We don't know the song. <laughs> It was just because it was so good, and I was so happy because I'm actually a Billy Gunn fan. I really like the guy, but it was, and I'm like, man, this promo is like teetering on the edge of suck, and then he pulled it together in the end where he just punctuated, and you're a fucking asshole, and his music hit, and I'm like, good for you, Billy. That's what a king of the ring does, and then everyone looks weird, and his music stops, and I'm like, oh, this poor son of a bitch. Have they started AEW yet? Because he needs to get the fuck out of here. This is bad. <laughs> and Triple H just drags him through the mud. But yeah. Um, Billy Gunn basically couldn't, couldn't pronounce philanthropist. You can't either, motherfucker. <laughs> full-on rapist. I'm a full-on rapist? <laughs> you know, kids and dogs and shit. <laughs> Philanthropist. Somebody learned how to speak. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. In the back, Patterson and Briscoe uh, are just like, holy shit. I say what you will about the promo we just watched. At least they were speaking coherently. These two mushmouths are just running off at the gums about whatever the fuck they're talking about. They're breaking each other. They seem like they're having a ball, though. Like, that's. That's the main thing about this. Oh, and by the way, Terry and the posse are coming back out to the ring again. Why not? Why the fuck not? Um, so Terry and the posse come to the ring. Patterson and Briscoe uh, come out to uh, Amer- uh, what was it? Fucking Hulk Hogan song. Why am I blanking on it? Real American. Real American. Real- Thank you. God damn brain farts. I'm trying to get this done before 2 a.m. because I will fall asleep. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So this was the six-man tag. This was the the posse against Test and the, and the Stooges. Mm-hmm. Posse's no. in the ring. Stooges come to the ring. And then there's like a two-minute delay. And Test does the like the rock entrance. He allows his partner to get his ass kicked. Comes out for the monster pop and the save. Like, so Tess right now is on the same level as, like, The Rock doing the shit? Here's the thing. He's not. Um, I think everyone screwed up again. So, Pat and Jerry 
Where the fuck is Vince? Come on, it's a real American. This is this feels like something that was not approved, but they totally went with because, as we learned with Jesse Ventura, fuck Hulk Hogan. Um, he was not a Navy SEAL. <laughs> don't see that. He didn't get the seven bell salute. I don't see the- him climbing the rope in gym class and having 72 old men salute him as he gets into the water to do his calisthenics. I was a fucking Navy SEAL, and now I live in Mexico and have... Fucking aliens for friends. He's weird. Jesse Ventura has gone off the fucking reservation. Um, anyway, Pat Patterson. They, they both. Uh, they both wear in WWF shirts. They rip them off. Uh, Jerry, keeping with the gimmick, has the Briscoe Brothers bo- Body Shop shirt on. I guess Pat hadn't started gimmicking up his white T-shirts to say First IC Champ" yet, so he didn't have one. He just had a plain white tee on. Then he decides to rip that open, and he literally starts flopping his tits around to the much delight of Jerry Lawler because Terry was already sitting next to him. She started to converse and I feel that she was just like, fuck this. This doesn't need me. I'm just going to sit back. They're not going to cut to me because this is just a train wreck and a half. Um, they get, yeah. And like you said, they got about halfway down. They start to climb in the ring. It all looked very clunky. And then Tess came down and yeah, he, he's, Got a, man, if you're going to go to a ring for a spot like this, you're going to go to the ring cool and slow and say, oh, what a lovely tea party. Now, I love test theme music, by the way. I don't. <laughs> oh, oh, man. He, he, this, this was my creator wrestler. Like, this is theme music um, back in the day. Okay, so Posse, Patterson, Briscoe. Is this the one that was like the highest rated segment of all time? Because I don't think so. Because this is because I it's on late, so it couldn't have been right. No, they actually have a street fight. Okay. Uh, I think in the next next handful of weeks. Okay, because I didn't remember Tess being a part of that, and also I it didn't make sense to me when they kept saying we're we're gonna stay up late. I'm like, there's no way. All of the world tuned in at like 1 a.m. for this fucking match. Um, well, I don't know. When you have, when you have test, yeah. When you have Andrew, Andrew, to, Andrew, Andrew, what? Um, <laughs> my God. Okay, so on my other podcast, uh, we went, we ended it by going down a rabbit hole on cameo, and I found Dice's cameo. It's the greatest thing that I don't want to waste my money on um i watched one of them that he sent to somebody else because i guess you can just do that he spent just 10 minutes arguing with his girlfriend holding his phone kind of at his face and then at the end go oh yeah and happy birthday and i'm just like that is the greatest fuck somebody paid him 200 dollars to argue with his girlfriend she showed him an old remember cds used to come in the big tall boxes Back when the Sam Goody days, like like before it was just a CD, it was like a big fucking tall cardboard box. Yeah. So she she had the Dice Rules album in that box. And he's like, ah, I'd never seen that before. And she and she just, I guess, must have walked away. And she's like, where are you going? Where are you going? And just arguing. I'm like, this, I got to sign up for Cameo. I used to be moderately popular, so I bet I could get people to pay me $5 to do that. <laughs> 
I got to figure out what the ramifications are of a fucking cameo. Anyway, I'm lost a little bit here. Um, Tess throws an elbow and then Rodney gets the pin and there you go. I, I uh, like this elbow. He went he went three quarters of the way across the ring. It was actually he, impressive. He was he was he did a very good elbow. Um, yeah, when he broke it out, it was it was really fucking good because he usually did the pump handle slam as his as his finisher. Um, but yeah, he he pulled that elbow because and I think because he's also a super tall guy that it just looks pretty impressive because he has that full like extension and he crouches. It, it's it's a sweet looking elbow. Um, and the uh, luscious blonde locks in the wind. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a Fabio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we gave him a compliment. <laughs> um, you know who doesn't get a compliment? Who? Gangrel, and that's coming up here. The Hollies come is to it? the ring with their scale. Yes, it is. Oh Hollies. shit! That that is. I, I was I was that, still reading about that was Terry a good segue, By the way, yeah, good, I was let's not. not gloss over the good segue I just did. Like, like that's good. All right. So yes. Yeah, uh, Hollies coming to the ring with the scales. I love yes. the scale gimmick on this. The, 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 the super scale. heavyweights, the Holly cousins. I Bob love it. Crash, hardcore and Crash. Um, <sighs> Jesus, this is just. Bob Holly is the fucking MVP of this week. Absolute MV fucking P. 100%. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Because I, I, I wrote down exactly what he said. Because um, it just put me in. Like, you can tell that nobody wrote this shit. This is just Bob Holly being fucking Bob Holly. And I love every part of it. Um, da, 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 da. So while you check it, I'll set the stage. So, so they got the scale and they said, listen. There's a weight recry weight weight rec- fuck you need help? weight re- requirement to fight the super heavyweights that they are. So the Hardys come to the ring, part of the new brood, Gangrel is with them. They all enter the ring, and then we have these chestnuts here. Um, so first of all, this whole new brood thing doesn't work on a number of levels. Um, and most of it is aesthetic. Um, the way Lillian Garcia announces Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, the new brood. It's like, that's fucking weird. Um, you should just be like, here's the new brood. Like, leave it at that. If they're a new brood, because she never even mentioned gang grail. Also, they're playing the Hardy boys music that dun, 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 but they're doing the brood entrance where they're slowly levitating and slowly sauntering to the ring. Like, it's as if they're hearing the brood music, but we're not. And it's none of that shit works. Anyway, they get to the ring. Super heavyweights are in the ring with the scale. And, and I think they got to, they, they got to weigh like, I don't know, 800 and something pounds combined to wrestle the super heavyweights. So Bob Holly first up is, is Matt. He's like, he looks to Matt Hardy. He goes, NRX candy, get your ass up on the stage. Wonderful. He doesn't make the weight. Looks at Jeff. Okay, Karen Carpenter. Hop on up. Your turn. <laughs> Didn't work. And he literally, as as a what the fuck, why not? 
looks and goes, ah, oh, what the hell, Dracula? Get your fat ass up on this scale. Let's see what you weigh. And he looks at it, he goes, ah, almost. <laughs> Zero fucks Bob Holly is my favorite person ever. <laughs> oh, my um, God. It, it's awesome because this comedy. shit is so just winged. It is wonderful. Um I don't know why the Hardy's away gang grill still at this point, but I guess we're getting away from it soon. <clears throat> anyway, fucking Dracula. <laughs> and he, he literally fucks around with the scale and he's like, oh, almost. <laughs> you fat bastard. <laughs> fucking poor gang grill. The son of a bitch can't catch a break, man. Yeah, the oh. rock rock told him to go fuck his mother, and now he's a fat <laughs> piece of shit that no one likes. And he's like, this is his prime for wrestling, and he's just a manager. Um, uh, whatever, I'm sure the check's clear. Anyways, they kind of fight a little bit. Uh, the Hollies and the Hardys, uh, they get into it a little bit. There's a lot of beating going on here. And then uh, everything goes dark, and the brood music is kind of remixed with the opening of Blade music. It's not the original brood music. It's a little bit of a weird, like, it kind of actually sounds like what The Fiend does now a little bit. Um, And then, of course, Crash is doused in blood and fucking Bob Holly just looks at him and just starts laughing. And he's like, you look, and it's the best part about it is. When you watch him do it, he's not acting laughing. He's genuinely like, you look stupid. <laughs> he's just, there's nothing fake about him looking at Crash and being like, you look dumb as shit. And you're washing my trunks, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that, that Crash still doesn't have his own trunk. So he's wearing Bob's and Bob had very generic black trunks that he had like hardcore Holly pasted on for the morning. Um, but yeah, so then the then the Hollies just start brawling for no good fucking reason because brawling Holly cousins. I love it. Um, it's just, Bob Holly MVP, and it, it gets yes. better. It gets better. Bob yeah, but on SmackDown, SmackDown, it gets it gets a bit a bit funnier. Um, I'll <clears> tell <throat> you what's not. I'll tell you what's not funny, mm. but it was funny. Yeah, Mister Happy, the Undertaker, and the Big Show backstage. <laughs> tells Michael Cole to hit the bricks. <laughs> you just lost your interview privileges. You lost your interview privileges. He is awful. He's taking the car keys away from his third child. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't take the Ford Focus tonight. You're not going to the mall, and if you want to blame somebody, throw that look at your mother. <laughs> I need to take the car to take Gina out tonight. <laughs> Won't you ask your stepfather, Sal? <laughs> what a miserable prick. <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> Fucking love it. Fucking dying here. <laughs> <laughs> so miserable. <clears throat> oh my god um jesus yeah so do you ever use that in real life by the way like what? just to like when you when you're like ridiculing someone or fighting with someone i'm taking away your bar- blank blank privileges 
Um, friend of mine in high school had his locker room privileges revoked on the football team. So I've have seen it happen before. Um, similar to kind of, you know, Miz losing his locker room privileges from Chris Benoit, who we realized wasn't an awesome dude in hindsight. Anyway, um, so Undertaker and Big Show are exercising their rematch, and now Miz is the champion. So who won in that battle, huh? Mm. <laughs> Undertaker is exercising his the rematch. The other person's dead. <laughs> um, so they're under exercising their god damn it, that water went on the wrong pipe. Uh, exercising their rematch clause, and this time it's gonna be a buried, very buried alive match on SmackDown. Um Big Show, just for perfect comedic timing, thinks he said burrowed alive and what can't be burrowed because mankind's already up rock's ass and undertaker just looks at him with all disdain in the world and goes it's not burrowed it's buried it's next week it's like, god damn it <laughs> nothing's <laughs> funny i hate you <laughs> i hate you <laughs> Oh my god! Also, did you notice that these guys were like the fucking the the braid brothers over there? They got the same little French braid ponytail gimmick going on. Good for them. Um, well, well, the Undertaker learned that on his visitation weekends with his <laughs> fourth daughter. Oh. <laughs> I only have I only have two hours a month with you, so let's braid hair. And they really get into shoveling dirt down their throats and all you know, all the dark shit. And uh, anyway, <clears throat> moving on, uh, because we can't go about five minutes on this episode without Steve Blackman showing back the fuck up. He's fighting D'Lo, Mark Henry. Oh, my God. This match is, again, fucking attitude era. I am exhausted just thinking about this match. Um, this match is involved. <laughs> so Steve Blackman comes down. And D'Lo Brown comes down. And then Mark Henry with some filthy, filthy horrors come walking to the <laughs> ring. I'm pretty sure Frank Reynolds wouldn't even fuck these guys with Pondy's dick. Let me put it that way. And Pondy is the coolest. So they're gross. And Jerry Lawler almost doesn't even acknowledge him. That's how gross they are. He does, but almost not. Anyway, Mark Henry's sitting at ringside, and he just looks happy to have something to do. Like, he is, he's really having a good time with this sexual chocolate character. You can hear it in his voice. You can see it in his demeanor. He's like, I don't care that I have the D squad from Sunday afternoons at Cheetahs. I am enjoying this. This is fun. I'm doing something here that doesn't require me kind of being an Olympic powerlifter. <laughs> just having a good time. Having a good time. Having a good time. Um, I'll be honest with looking at those two tomatoes he was with. Uh, he definitely needed to be a power lifter. Oh, God, you're talking about. Uh, I can't do Taz, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I've, I've lost my Taz. I saw that Taz won an award for something, it was like best non wrestler. He basically won an award this week for being Taz. Like, what the fuck is that? Uh, AEW, the, the, that, that award shit is bullshit anyway. The, 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 the Meltzer award, yeah, yeah. 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 It was basically the, the anti-WWF awards. I'm aware that they're bullshit, uh, but the Taz one just made me giggle because it was like, he just won an award for being Taz. That's kind of awesome. 
And that's wonderful in 2021 that he's still catching acknowledgments. Uh, anyway, Blackman goes over to his bag of tricks and grabs a kendo stick, and he's about to hit D'Lo when Val Venus comes running in again, grabs it, whacks him over the face like he would a big dong because he's a porn star. D'Lo hits a lowdown and finishes off Blackman. Not on the face, though, because you don't pay extra with Steve Blackman. And moving on, the rooster <laughs> is in the back. <laughs> He's got ivory. Um, we all, hold on. I got I to yeah. call time out here. There's two things we missed. But you can see how watching these episodes, that's how you feel. They just keep steamrolling <laughs> through. You don't even have time to figure out what, why was Val Venus there? And why is, why, I don't know what's, oh, we're already, the mat, The next match has already started. We're just moving on. Fuck it. So, so we missed our boy with a nice piece of uh, steak in his stomach. Al Snow coming to the ring. That was <laughs> that. When did we skim past that? Yeah, that was before this uh, D'Lo Blackman match. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Apparently, when you eat your dog, um, it turns you into a ninja. He comes dressed as his old avatar gimmick, um, which I didn't. I, I remember having the same feeling back in 99 watching this because uh, I didn't know where the fuck he was going with this. Um, and he starts doing the avatar thing. And I'm like, oh, really? He's going to just, he's going to do this? Okay. Then he turns. And basically, it's, it's as if he was in a blackout. And he came to and realized what he was doing. And the I don't want to be Avatar hatred started. And he just cut a promo on how shit that gimmick is. And it completely won me over. So he starts barking. Yes. Which is all, he starts hearing voices, he starts hearing his dog's voices, he's hearing head's voices, he's, he's getting head, he's giving head, see all this we can say. Um, he starts talking to the dog, acting like the dog, he smells like a dog, you know, I, I, knew, this, I knew this chick once, right, uh, Jaina, and, uh, and you know, she, uh, she used to fish a little bit, and she'd go out on the boats, and, uh, you know, she'd get the chum, uh, chum, yeah, and, and then she'd, like, throw it over, and then it's like, you know, she'd come home and be like, oh, you smell like fucking fish, yeah, hey, Emmy. Anyway, um, also, we, we missed the Rock promo where he brilliantly makes fun of The Undertaker and The Big Show, uh, so that happens. Uh, where we're dead, die, 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 and all that other <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> die, die, die made me laugh my fucking ass off. He just yes. he goes the, the head, the head cock with the eyes rolled back. Die, 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 and all that other bullshit. <laughs> uh, and they start the, the. This is where the big shows. That shit starts. This is fucking. I love that we're in peak rock. You can see he already has his his merchandise elbow pads. They, they started doing that. The fucking glasses he's wearing. I, I'm not too proud to say I owned a pair. Fucking A, I did. Those fucking cheap-ass gold rim glasses. Um, yeah, this is wonderful stuff here. Um, yes. But yeah, and then the you know the match we just talked about. I, lo- I love the ending line of the promo from The Rock. Live by the dirt, die by the shovel. It's deep, man. That's fucking, fucking hallmark I'm deep. A, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tattoo that on my, on my lower back. 
Put it right next to the unicorn I have. <laughs> You're going to tramp stamp, live by the dirt, die by the shuffle? Yes. Your poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a saint. Uh, yeah. You know, you know who's uh, not a saint? The, uh, the, the pin cushion that we see on GTV, Mariana, on a payphone talking to someone about her boyfriend, Chaz, not returning her calls. Who could it be? Who is on the payphone with Marinara? Is it the Denver Broncos? Is it an Italian restaurant? Find out next week or not on GTV. Uh, yeah, they never pay that shit off, do they? Uh, no, they do. GTV, they do. This is a, a the, Oh, no, no. This part, they, they don't pay GTV off. But this story goes we get we get some answers who is on the payphone we find out i need i need a dark side of the ring episode on gtv where it's just vince russo going yeah i fucked that one up <laughs> gold dust left and then i left and i don't know i didn't really give a shit it was just a convenient plot twist well oh, it originally no. it originally was gdtv yeah it was originally fucking gold yes yeah. <laughs> and then then it got changed to gtv but they didn't have any wrestlers with a G in their name. They didn't know what they were doing. They just didn't. Um, Maybe the G was for garbage. That could have been it. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> Rooster's in the back with Ivory. And they start to talk about her upcoming hardcore match for the women's title against Tori. When a pantsless, she hates these pants. Tori comes out of left field and just starts Starts the match. They just start tuning each other up. And this is awesome. These two, like this storyline, this uh, Tori and Ivory doing hardcore title matches was one of the best things they did with women in the Attitude Era uh, because it was different. It was violent. It was women actually being physical and not just trying to rip each other's clothes off, even though there was a lot of that going on. Um, they use tampons as a weapon. That's cool, <laughs> I guess. And uh, Jacqueline was naked in the shower for a second. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's all, Draws wasn't wearing pants in the locker room, sitting with Albert and Viscera, who I think was still Mabel at the time. I don't know where they were at, but it was weird and, and, and pantsless. A lot, nobody likes pants in this locker room. Wrestlers are fucking weird about pants. Um, yeah, it was great. It was, it was it was some good shit, um, and it it wraps up after a lot of shampoo in the eyes, uh, with Ivory uh, smashing a mirror over Tori's face, knocking her down uh, for the pin, and then she pulls the cord of an iron out of the wall and starts choking her with it, and when they're uh, the refs are trying to pull her off. She just grabs the iron and fucking burns her back. And good for them back in 99, having the foresight to actually gimmick the bottom of the iron with some fucking like red paint. Because when you when she pulled it back and got pulled away, you could see it wasn't focused on. But they sold this in 1999 so much better than the Rey Mysterio eye spot like six months ago. 
Like that, yeah. this effect worked because they didn't zoom the fuck in on the bad physical effect. They just pushed it down. And as ivory was being pulled away, you saw like the, pl- the splotches of red on Tori's back as if she'd just been burned, but it wasn't enough you could focus on and all the way. It's a great little magician's trick photography trick uh, that also didn't look like a rubber eyeball you'd buy at Spencer's Gifts. Yep, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> the spot was good. The camera work with it was good. The yeah. sound effects for the one time in their life was spot on with the skin sizzle. Like, and yep. Tori sold it like a million bucks. Ivory looked like an absolute fucking maniac. This was this was probably on this raw, probably the highlight of the show. I know yeah. we, some of the promos were funny, but this oh, ten yeah. minute spot yeah. of this match was the highlight of the show. <laughs> it was it was it was fucking awesome. Um, China runs into Earl Hebner in the back. He was selling T-shirts, and he reprimands her. He says, "Look." You silly broads have been causing enough shenanigans in the back. Why don't you take your titties and just go to the back somewhere and don't bother going there? It was very woman driven. I don't, I, I didn't understand heel or Earl Hebner, like really making it about the women. I know we just had a women's hardcore match, but he was like looking at China. Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't understand. It was very, I don't know. I don't know. Don't treat me like a woman. You know what I mean? What the fuck? Yeah. Listen to, don't, listen. Well, don't treat me. Don't don't treat me like a man either. Just treat me like how I am. Listen to the song. Yeah. Listen, listen to the lyrics, man. Don't treat me like a woman. Treat me like a man. Oh shit! I should have been a singer. <clears throat> That's good stuff right there. <clears throat> I prefer uh, "It's Raining Men" by the Weather Girls. Yeah. That's a good song. That's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Kane is, uh, pfft, I don't know. Kane's fucking crying in a corner. What a bitch. Moving on. <laughs> on to the main event. Uh, Triple H comes out first. Jerry Lawler, the consummate old school wrestler. What is this? Uh, the champs coming out first. You gotta save the best for last. Blah, blah, blah. That, that was, that was the real Memphis Jerry Lawler. Why the fuck is a champion coming out type of thing? Cause that's an old school wrestling thing. Um, they did it so that Earl could reprimand China before Billy got out there. And so they would cross paths on the ramp. China and Billy talk a little shit to each other. Triple H meets him halfway up for a sucker punch. Sucker punch. And, which was a terrible Zack Snyder movie. Uh, and I don't know. It's a fucking match, man. It's not bad. These two, I mean, it's Triple H they, and Billy Gunn. You're gonna get a good match out of them. It's just they, like I think they did a, I think they did a good job making it viable and believable that Billy Gunn had a chance to win. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, he doesn't because he's Billy Gunn and he's never gonna be world champ. He loses, but the big red rhubarb <laughs> after the match destroys right. Triple H. Well, it's because China came back. Shane came down. It's amazing how many people it took Triple H to beat Billy Gunn. Um, But it did. uh, Apparently three. And yes, and then then Kane comes down and Triple H charges at him with the belt. Yeah, gets kicked and blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, it's... uh, 
a lot of choke slams. That's when we go up the air. Whew. That was exhausting. Yeah. We still got another show. Raw. That's raw. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. <clears throat> so, steamrolling right into SmackDown. We're at the Pepsi Arena in Albany. Oh, I always thought those were Albany girls. Uh, for the September... No, that was that one. For the September 9th, 1999 episode of SmackDown, which you can tell is obviously taped because on Raw, as you could tell by the Rock promo and the Billy Gunn promo and the Triple H promo, uh, they don't beep anything. But this thing, they're beeping every questionable thing. Balls, damn... Damn was bleeped a lot on this episode. I don't know if you noticed that one. And again, not like done after the fact. Like SmackDown used to be weird about that shit. Like they would overly edit SmackDown and maybe it was a UPN. It's a network and not cable. I don't, I don't fucking know the deal. It just stood out to me because of the contrast watching Raw and SmackDown back to back and hearing Billy Gunn talk about assholes a lot. And then Big Boss Man can't even say damn. It's like, eh, yeah, whatever. Well, it's the same channel as Moesha, so you have to have wholesome content. Brandy will not stand for it. True. It's true. Um, okay. The overlining crutch of this entire episode is that JR mentioned on Monday night that Steve Austin's coming back, and Michael Cole won't shut the fuck up about it. JR mentioned that it's, it's like... He has to do the whole line. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've been following the, the resurgence of the G4 network, um, but they hired Xavier Woods as a host on that thing. And for so, and I found it funny a couple times, but it seems like it's going to be a running gimmick. Uh, and I don't watch his YouTube channel enough to know if it's a thing he does. But every time they reference Xavier Woods, they say, it's WWE superstar Xavier Woods, also known as Austin Creed. Like every single time, as if they were just like saying, hey, how you doing? It'd be like, hey, WWE superstar Xavier Woods, also known as Austin Creed. How you doing? It's funny a couple times, but it gets really long winded after a while. That's how I felt watching Michael Cole uh, mention Steve Austin, because he couldn't just say, oh, Rattlesnake's going to be here tonight. It's nope. JR mentioned on Raw on Monday night that Steve Austin was going to be appearing here on SmackDown on UPN, which also shows Moesha, not LaFemme Nikita. Um, anywho, side note, yeah, Moesha takes LaFemme Nikita in a fight. I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, so wonder what else I would buy for a dollar? Yeah, China's outfit to start the show. Not gonna lie, big fan, loved it, big fan uh, of her. And the first time I saw her wearing that was in an MTV True Life special back in 99 where they basically documented her and Triple H's life. And I saw them like going shopping and she was dressed just like this. And I'm like, fucking good looking woman, man. God damn. Like that. Good for you. Um, yeah. All in on that fucking outfit. And uh, nevertheless, the reason we're talking about them in their street clothes is they pull up in their rental car and Kane beats the dick out of the car and then starts dumping gasoline on everything. It, he dumps gas. He dumps gas on the fucking 
the car, in the trunk, on the title, on Triple H, on China, on the bartender, on the telephone. Every fucking thing got gasoline. Every fucking thing. And then, of course, because gasoline, Jerry Lawler can't stop talking about gasoline all night. So every time China shows up or Triple H, I smell gasoline. It's like, holy shit, man. We get it. Gasoline. Remember that. Um, it doesn't pay off. Um, it's just a, it's no. a MacGuffin, if you will. <laughs> the the, be- the best part of this whole thing is to get away, China hits Kane with a low blow. And then Big Show and The Undertaker just show up oh. and stand there. <laughs> Look, we just finished with a couple of rats over in the parking lot. What are you guys up to? <laughs> Were you guys? What are you doing here? <laughs> uh, Undertaker's standing around like he's looking for a payphone to call his parole <laughs> officer. <laughs> it really, the fact that Big Show is shirtless through all this looks really awkward because everyone's in their regular clothes and he's just like, love my shit. <laughs> Kane, Kane can always be in the gimmick because he's a monster. But, like, you got The Undertaker, like we said, looking like casual fucking Friday. Triple H and China are just showing up to work from the gym. And Big Show is just, like, he's looking like a fuckboy ready to go to Pound Town at some fucking club. It's weird. Um, with a very sexy braid. They really, those, the French braids are very tight tonight on Big Show and Undertaker. Um, but, yeah, they literally just walk over and <laughs> Triple H and China fuck off. Hey, we cool here? No. No, we're not. <laughs> You're so not, man. <laughs> By the way, do you know where the nearest payphone is? I, think... I need to call I need to call my son Earl. Gotta check in with my PO, let him know I got to my job. Uh, I think they tried to elude, but they didn't do a good job because everything was just happening so fast that uh <laughs> the cane tried to light Triple H on fire. Like, he had a lighter, and it just didn't light, so he threw it at him. <laughs> like, I remember watching it be like, that's not how lighters work, Kane. That's why The Rock cut that promo on you. <laughs> For someone who's been surrounded by fire his own life, you think he would know how to work a lighter? Ah, he's old school. If you gave him two sticks, Triple H would be a fucking burnt-up bitch. But no, you gotta give him these, these, these human tools. Like, he's a monster. He can't use lighters. He uses, like, I don't know, fucking, he shoots fire out of his fingertips. I've, I've seen that happen a couple times, right? Um, anyway. It, this, I, shoot fi- I, shoot, I shoot fire out of my ass. Ah, well, that's, uh, that's, how's your insurance? Is it paid up? You might want to see somebody. Yeah. You might, you might want to risk the COVID and just go and figure that shit out. Um, this goes on for a while. Anyway. <sighs> Big Boss Man has the microphone. And... Oof. Does he like eating some dog? He talks about all the things he did, including skinning. Skinning. Pepper the Chihuahua. When I skin that little, and, and I don't know why, it just sounds dirtier with the southern accent that he has. Yeah, that's the best way I could put it. But him him talking about skinning that little dog. It's like, oh. <laughs> then I fucked it. I was, you know, you knew where I was going. I can't tell whether he did it before or after he cut its head off. 
or maybe he fucked the brainstem, or I don't know, he fucked the neck hole. I don't know. It's it's getting graphic, getting graphic. I think I think it is a rule though. If you skin a chihuahua, you have to fuck it. <laughs> what restaurant in Boston cooked that thing? By the way, that's what I yeah. want to know about. Because that's what he said. My friend who runs a Boston restaurant cooked this. Where can I, where do I never want to go to eat again? That's what I want to know. I'm sure we can find someone to review that restaurant now, though. I bet we can. Um, So he keeps uh, basically saying, like, Al Snow's all fucked up in the head. He ain't going to do shit, blah, blah, blah. So if there's anybody else out there who loves a dog... I didn't know that this was how they were gonna. That, that's how they debuted him. So I was legitimately sitting there like, ah, fair fucks, good debut, because Big Boss Man's just spitting off at the mouth and he yells about it, anybody else who loves a dog. And sure enough, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, with the worst remixed version of his song ever. Um, it has to start start out like his old theme song. Because you have to, you know, immediately hear it and be like, it's the British Bulldog. And then it just uh, goes into that late 90s, everything. It's like, you know, Macho Man's over in WCW. He's still using pomp and circumstance. Like, there's nothing wrong with a classic. You didn't have to book it, book it, book it up. You know, that, that just, I don't know. That's just me. Especially because, like, in a couple of weeks, he just gets generic entrance number four off Creator Wrestler, which is just blah 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 where they're like, we're bringing back the bulldog. And everybody knows the British bulldog because he's you know, one of the legends of WWF. He's an icon. Um, but we don't want to do that bulldog. What do we do? And how they boil down to, you know how Rocky dressed at the end of Rocky Five when he was kind of brain damaged fighting in the street against that kid? that how did we get there there was no like nothing better um because i think it, i think at a certain point doesn't he get his old his old trunks back for like a week or two i i believe he gets a he gets them for a, a pay-per-view match and then he goes back to the 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 jeans that are tucked into his work boots so weird yeah. they were tucked into socks that were tucked into work boots yes which and, is how you wear your jeans. And 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 the fucked up thing about it is like Davey is one of the historically like body guys. Like he's jacked the fuck up and he was wearing a sweatshirt in this match. What the fuck? Uh, a wet sweatshirt. Like I what is Vince's whole thing? Like, you know, get the get the shirt off, pal. Fuck, he doesn't look like Dan Seven under there. As long as as long as he doesn't look like that, we're good. Um So the big show can be topless. But, but yeah. Bulldog can't. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I don't know what he was doing over in WCW at this time. Do you? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. So he got injured 
in 98 um, at a pay-per-view. He was tagging with Jim Neinhart, and he got injured and never came back, got released from his contract. Was I that think, the, I, the Ultimate I Warrior think, trap door thing? No, that's... Actually, no, I think, I, actually, I think you're right. Yes, that was it. The trap door for the, yeah. for the, for the, for the uh, fall brawl in 98. Yeah. So got hurt. I think there was a Lloyd's of London thing because everyone had one of those back then. Oh, there was shit. a buyout of that, a buyout of his contract. And rumor has it, from what I've read on this, the reason this match was so short mm. is because his Lloyd's of London didn't expire till the 15th of September. Hilarious. So... Again, from reading newsletters and shit, you know, there's so many fake news, fake news, fake news, uh, man, uh, on this stuff. But that's something I've read on a couple of different things about it because for his return match to be two and a half minutes long, well, and he didn't do any wrestling, like, exactly. Like, I mean, it's Davy Boy Smith, and he didn't do a power bomb on his big return and all that stuff. Like, he literally just kind of knocked Boss Man around a little bit, picked up his nightstick, and knocked him out for a pin, and then gave the title away. Yes. Yeah, so after he wins the title, uh, Crazy Man with uh, plenty of dog in his stomach comes out dressed as Leaf Cassidy, uh, another alter ego of Al Snow. Yeah, he came uh, into the the rockers music. Dancing around, getting all, you know, ha- shiny, happy people. Yep. Runs to the ring, shoves a piece of paper in the big show's mouth. Uh, boss man's mouth, excuse me. Comes back to the ramp area, and Davey Boy Smith just says, hey, buddy, have a title. Hey, buddy, my insurance premium hasn't run out yet, so take this shit away from me. Because, <laughs> you know, you hardcore boys want to hit each other. I don't want to do that right now. I got, like, two weeks. Two weeks. Um, yeah, so he just gives Al Snow the title and like raises his hand as if they're buddies and this was all a plan. I I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But it was a good introduction. It was a good re-debut of uh, the Bulldog having him come down and fight a guy who literally just murdered a fucking dog. Um, he gets saddled with the posse at a certain point. It's, just, it's not a good run for Davey. Um, no, it is. It's the opposite of good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so more gasoline in the car. Fucking, that's still happening. Kane and Triple H and China. Everybody's getting pissy with gas, and uh, and we get Edge and Christian versus the New Brood. And for some reason, Stevie Richards is coming down to the ring with Edge and Christian. He's dressed as kind of like gangrelish. Um, this feels like it went somewhere for a week or two on Sunday Night Heat, and we don't get a payoff. No, because uh, ICW is now streaming. <laughs> right. Do you see Evolve? That pisses me off every single week. Like, every week we talk about it. Like, heat is vital to what we need to do. And I'm not, <laughs> and, I, and I'm telling you, I'm not going on daily fucking motion to watch this bullshit. <laughs> I want it on Peacock. I want it on the network. God fucking damn it. They'll have every SVU episode 
ever fucking made. SVU shoplifting, Law and Order shoplifting. They'll have all that shit on there. But I can't watch Sunday Night Heat. I can't watch Chaz's wife get fingered by Albert. But I can watch fucking <laughs> IEW from fucking 2012. Fuck maybe, you. Well, maybe uh, maybe once Peacock takes over, you know, we'll be able to. Uh, I'll be able to submit some complaints to them. And since they're TV people who believe in full seasons and full episodes of things, we'll get the stuff that people want to watch as opposed to, you know, fucking some UK show with Drew Galloway. Um, oh, sure but it's funny because he dances in the ring. Yeah, he has a personality. Does he? Yeah. All right. Well, good for him. Um, <laughs> I'd rather watch Stevie Richards fucking get, get a payoff on Sunday Night Heat. Fuck, I'd rather shotgun say, hey, where's my live wire at? Fuck. Where's Mania? Where's the action zone? Here's, here's what I got to say about that. At least starting in three weeks, WWE Network is free for me. Because I get Peacock for free. Um, I'm curious. How do you get though. Peacock? Uh, fuck you. <clears throat> not doing it. <laughs> um, almost got me. Almost got me because I was looking at something else, and my brain went, went into default mode. What I am curious about, though, because uh, I get billed on the fourth of every month for WWE Network, and theoretically they're supposed to start on the eighteenth on Peacock. Uh, a, I'm curious if I'm going to get charged. I'm probably am. Uh, whether I'm going to charge the full amount, I probably am. But also, when the fuck is WWE Network going to send their subscribers an email telling you anything about this? Like, anything. Because we're one. Yeah, we're three weeks away from it. From its supposed launch. It was March 18th is what the press release I read said. And haven't gotten a single whiff of the peacock from anybody. So, talking about the cock here. So, they're already pushing back the, the, the pay-per-view availability because I watched the pay-per-view this past week, the Elimination Chamber, and they discussed that... It was very Fast short. Lane, <laughs> Fast Lane, which is the next pay-per-view, was the, basically going to be available on both Peacock and the network. Doing some digging, it's only going to be available on the network. And that's going to be essentially the last event on the network. Everything switches over to Peacock leading into WrestleMania. Um, okay. So that's still like. That's three weeks away. Isn't Fastlane that weekend? Yes. So like the 18th is a Thursday. Isn't it like that Sunday? So, from what I'm gathering, is that that Monday, the network's going to go offline, and everything goes over to Peacock. I can't wait for this to be the fucking biggest mess ever. I, at, least I, they're not, at least they're not doing it on WrestleMania weekend. Right. Uh, I, I just, I, I hope, I mean, they've had it over a month since they announced it. The hope is that they're they're doing the transition shit now. I mean, you would think it would just be at a flip of the switch, a mirror type thing at the very least. Use the WWE servers area of the shit all, all loaded up. This is technical talk, but but like 
it has to be something like that to make it smooth because you will like wrestling isn't like at its height of popularity and I'm being nice about that right now. So if all of a sudden like a bunch of people can't log on to something that they're paying nine anywhere from four to nine ninety nine for I bet you'd get a lot of people that just don't come back. I think it's going to happen anyway. I think there's a lot of people that um, are legitimately still just too goddamn confused by the whole Peacock thing. And they're just going to be like, you know what? WWE shows literally all their shit on YouTube anyway. They show it on Hulu. Uh, I mean, like the day after the pay-per-view, you can basically watch the, the good parts of all the matches on their YouTube channel, which has been a gripe of, with mine, uh, a gripe of mine since the beginning of the network, but that's a whole other story. Um, so I think that, I mean, I was floored when the press release came out and it said 1.8 million subscribers. I'm like, that is super low because they had a million their first year, and that was like six years ago. Wasn't it? It was like 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, right before Wrestle- the WrestleMania in uh, New York. What was that, 29? Sure. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that was I feel like it was 14, yeah. 2014. Um, and, and, like, they had a million the first year. I remember their big fucking, their big victory lap. And to only get 800,000 more in five to six years... That's really like I thought they were doing a lot better than that. Like that that number alone is like, oh, that's why they fucking sold this thing to Peacock. Because it I mean it's worthwhile to a network like especially with the universal thing, they get that they're you know, they're in bed together. And there there is value to the WWE library for another company, but like fuck man, like all these streaming services. You got like Disney and HBO Max and stuff like that, and they're they're just they're crushing it. Like Disney's first day subscribers were in the thirty millions. You know, HBO Max I think had fourteen million day one. WWE has been on for almost seven years, and they got barely two million. That's not awesome. It's not. But isn't that just domestic? I can't imagine there's much more. can't imagine i can't imagine you know i mean i don't know it very well could be even if it is that's still super fucking low um but anyway edge and christian so edge and christian win this match they do (laughs) uh stevie kick helps it out um and uh, lights what go a har- dark. What a horrible finisher. What a horrible finisher by Edge and Christian. Though. Like, it's a backbreaker elbow drop bullshit. Yeah, they, they get better. <laughs> they, they, they get a little better in the coming years. Um, yeah, and uh, the lights go out, and everyone thinks, of course, it's going to be another bloodbath because new brood. Nope, it's Kane. Kane beats up the new brood. Still can't believe we're calling him that. And he has a microphone. Wonderful. And he growls that he wants Dribble H to burn the flesh from his body. 
Mmm, you see that flesh? You see that fire? I want to see it glisten all over your body. That hurt. <clears throat> anyway. Yes. It, it hurt to listen to from Kane, too. That fucking hurt. Uh, anyway, we cut to the back, and Lillian is chasing down Davy Boy Smith. He wants none of it. He's like, you won't talk to me. I am leaving. I am going to get in my car, and I'm going to drive to the next town. There's suspense, I guess. I don't know. Where is Davy Boy Smith going? Is he going to see the Denver Broncos? Maybe he's going to Oakland. I don't fucking know where he's going, and he doesn't even want to talk to us. It's very, I don't know. I don't think they really knew what they were doing. So just like, Davey, just keep British walking. bulldog. He's a man of mystery. <laughs> uh, X-Pac arrives fashionably late to work, and <laughs> he wants to know, where's Kane at, bro? Oh, give me some of that Hasbro energy shit. Um, Triple H is in the back talking about being doused in gasoline. Uh, and he, but in the same vein, is also saying he's going to douse Kane in his own blood because I got a hammer, gonna nail you. Boom, crushed it. Don't need my take on that one. <laughs> I'm going to bring this to the ring and that to the ring. And then on my way there, I'm going to say goodbye to my friend who's leaving David Boy Smith. He's my friend. He didn't say goodbye to me because he came back and I didn't know that. Lillian, you tell David Boy to get the fuck back here. So I can it's say my goodbye house, to him. motherfucker. So X Pac comes to the ring now. Yep. And calls Kane to the ring, who just yeah. left the ring mere seconds ago. Imagine being live in the crowd, being like, what is happening? They're just pacing. <laughs> And uh, not since the Macho Man and Elizabeth have I seen a breakup like Kane and X-Pac that occurred here. Told you not to get involved in my business. You got my business. Now I'm just going to go off moaning. Make some noise! Or something like that. So he goes, Kane, you have a title match. You need to focus on, on that. But before your title match, I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> Fuck you. I, d I don't really like you. I think you're a bad person. You're, you're a mean meanie. And, 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 and I don't like you. Kane, Kane, it's not me. It's it, you. It's you. John! Suck at karaoke, Kane. <laughs> you can't do Bohemian Rhapsody with me, Kane. You, you're an asshole. You won't sing picture with me. Um, <laughs> uh, we have two brand new wrestlers arriving to work from uh, the Luchador faction. Um, uh, I don't know what they're called, but I'm going with El Puro Loco. <laughs> <laughs> She's a addicted to abortions. What the fuck? She's addicted to abortions. And then her father, Stevie Ray Vaughan, shits his britches. <laughs> oh, goddamn britches never had a chance. 
Uh, yeah, Jericho and Finkel arrive wearing luchador masks for no fucking reason whatsoever. I, I don't understand it, but it's fucking hilarious. It is wonderful. It's it feels like a complete Jericho idea. Like we're gonna wear luchador masks. Why? Not fuck. It's hilarious. Okay, Vince isn't here this week. Go for it, bro. Where is Vince? I don't know. Shawn um, Michaels has him tied up in a broom closet somewhere. Uh, our boy our boy MVP of the night fucking hardcore Holly is back (laughs) oh Oh, no Uh, so this um, this segment is just bonkers and it's definitely up there as one of my favorite things that happens this entire this entire week uh, Hardcore Holly goes on his his rant about super heavyweights, and he needs some you know he needs some heavyweight. Blah, 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 blah. And Triple H's music starts up, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Triple H, the champion!" But he's got another match in here. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna pour gasoline on everybody? Because it's all about gasoline. If he didn't know, Kane poured gasoline on the champion. Blah, blah, blah. Nope, it's China who also smells like gasoline. She's coming to the ring, and. Bob Holly. <laughs> Look, you're a woman. These guys and their fucking accents are brilliant. Look here, I don't usually beat up women, but I'll whip your ass. Those two things don't make any sense together, Bob. I don't give a damn. I'll kick everybody's ass. Be the champ. All right, Bob. <laughs> Fuck everybody up. <laughs> You're a woman. I don't fight women, but you can't make weight either. You can't make weight either. So this whole thing becomes extremely fucking messy. We got Bob Holly. We got Crash Holly. We got China. Jarrett comes down. Billy Gunn comes down. It's a mess. Jarrett hits China, broke a goddamn guitar, and draw a fucking dime. And Billy Gunn acts like, oh my God, is he going to be friends with her? And now he's helping her up. Oh, really? You didn't just notice he's about to set her up for a fucking famouser, which he does. Drops her goddamn stack of dimes right on her goddamn neck. And uh, yeah, it's bonkers. It's like fucking all of 45 seconds, but it just, it's wonderful. Like, take the time, take some acid. And go watch this segment of fucking SmackDown and lose your shit. Um, this is their version of Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. It really is. I don't understand why all these people are in the same ring together. I and, just and, don't. And Michael Cole was like, oh, thank God Billy Gunn's here. Oh, <laughs> Billy's been so great over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and, then, and then Billy Gunn, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> In a span of 30 seconds, because we forget on Monday that China cost them the world title. Thank God Billy Gunn's here. Are they friends again? What a son of a bitch Billy Gunn is. He didn't even break cadence on that one. Uh, X-Pac is leaving and Kane is crying. Who fucking cares? Um, <laughs> X-Pac wasted a perfectly good energy drink on his way out the door. 
Could have gave that to Mark Henry. He could have. He had to eat a baked potato with no butter. <laughs> he could have poured it on his dick to sterilize that shit. Uh, Rock is yelling about mankind about some fucking shirt. Everybody's just walking in and out of this arena. What is this show? <laughs> we're we're halfway through it and they just show up and they drove together with Mick in the trunk. <laughs> That's right. You get to ride in the Rock's trunk and you're complaining. <laughs> What? <laughs> At what point do you volunteer to rent your own fucking car? McFoley is the cheapest man ever. <laughs> oh shit. Uh yeah, so he's got a Mick has a new shirt. It says testicular fortitude on it. He makes note of it, and the rock calls it a piece of shit and continues walking. <laughs> Is this guy, he's a baby face too. Yeah, they're the, the champs right now. My God. Rock is the worst. <laughs> how, how are these? Oh, the 90s were weird. Um, Bubba Ray versus Bradshaw. I love these. Like I said before, these guys just beat the piss out of each other. It's great. Um, Devon comes to down. Me the, but- to me, the best part prior to prior to the the schmoz, which it led to, yeah. Fucking Michael Cole mentions that Bradshaw was on the All Century team oh, for shit. Texas State, <laughs> and, and the King goes, "Don't you start with this football crap, too." I have to put up with that shit with Jr. on Monday, so you start with this football shit. I will shut that shit down, bitch. <laughs> Oh my god, nobody gives a shit where he played college football. Uh, wasn't he a demon like three months ago? Who cares where he played college football? He still has the paint on his chest. He helped uh, hang someone six months ago. Did. He kept Midian in his fucking sex dungeon for like a year. What is that about? Uh, no, but he was a D-tackle. Yeah. Yeah. D-tackle at OSU or some shit. Um, anyway, fucking great ass whipping by these two guys. And uh, Devon and, and Farouk come down. It's a beautiful brawl. Love every part of it. These guys can fight for the rest of their lives, and I'd be happy with it. <clears throat> okay. Another moment where Lillian Garcia earned her paycheck. Uh, but I actually think that this was more method than anything else. I think she was legitimately afraid the big boss man was going to hit her because she hid behind a car with the microphone poked out the top. <laughs> As he had his, he was just <laughs> lunging at her with his back to the camera. He gave zero fucks. He's like, let me tell you something. Like, these guys hate women. <laughs> she was a combination of Geraldo on assignment and Jody Foster from the accused. All we're missing is the pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> also, he says he's going to skin both of them. There is so much graphic, violent talk in this fucking show. I'm going to skin them both. That's not wrestling. That's murder. Um, Oh, thank God we get a little pause in the action. And the lovebirds, uh, Stephanie and Andrew, uh, come to the ring. And uh, 
Yeah, that, that won't hurt. I might not do dice the rest of the night. Uh, you're welcome. And <laughs> so they, they call out Linda, Briscoe, and Patterson and Real American Plays. And holy shit, these, these three just walk into the ring. State of your fucking TV show. With a combined age of 270 years old. We have King Tut. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. There's, there's so much osteoporosis coming down the ramp right now. I don't know what is going on. I don't know why we're down here. They announced that the wedding is going to be next Monday, October 11th. Um, and we're all invited. First of all, who the fuck gets married on a Monday? What kind of discount are you looking for, Vince? You're a billionaire. You don't need this fucking Bush League shotgun fucking Monday night wedding garbage play. That is fucking just straight up garbage. Um, anywho, yes, I know. It's on Raw, so we're going to get Raw. And that's going to be, we're going to get Raw wedding. Oh, yeah. Fucking Tess is going to get some puss. <laughs> I, I really think at this point, Test legitimately believes he's marrying into the family. The look on his face literally says, how have they not gotten rid of me yet? Like, he's sitting there just being like, it's kind of like in High Fidelity where he's like, you know, I hired him for two days a week and they just kept showing up. And I didn't have the heart to fire him. That's Test. He just kept showing up and like, you know what? We know where we're going with this, so we don't. It doesn't really matter who is in this spot. Triple H has the roofies, so we're good. Um, but anyway, Shane comes down and gives the weirdest blessing ever. Um, and they do the big handshake. Oh yeah, give it to me, brother! And that was great. Again, Tess just really happy to be there. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, Shane says, I was wrong. I should not be in your way. I should be a better brother. I love you, sister. Mom, I'm sorry. It was just very caveman-esque delivery on these it? lines What's by it? Shane that... It was just, again, just not good? Question mark? Um, Kane's back with apparently a blowtorch. It looks like a fire extinguisher, but apparently it's a blowtorch. Um, he's just walking, so moving on. <clears throat> the rock. Nice, uh, nice promo here. This is... Yeah. <laughs> Complete baby face, white white meat baby face rock basically sexually assaults Lillian. <laughs> what is this fucking show? Hey, you the, got goosebumps? Get those goosebumps and you get the flutters in your belly? Goosebump your fucking ass on out of here. You goddamn tramp. All right, rock. Hey, is your uterus tingling? <laughs> tingling. It's funny that like they kept this gimmick up till Lillian left in like 2019. 
Like Rock would come back for one appearance, and of course he'd have to run into her and ask if her vagina was hot. (laughs) (laughs) President Rock, you got steam coming from your panties. (laughs) You got a hot plate from your undercarriage. Hot plate. Gonna cook yourself a ham sandwich with that. Gonna get a nice cast iron skillet on there. Get a good char on that bitch. <laughs> President Rock. The thing I the thing I love here is they do the the, the we're gonna shovel dirt on um, they do the motion, but it looked like the pulp fiction I'm gonna bring it down in a stabbing motion. <laughs> I, I I gotta stab him three times. Oh <laughs> I, I'm like, this is not how you shovel. Have any of these men seen a shovel? <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus Christ. We got Man- that hot plate in your panties. Mankind, of course. God, there was some good shit happening here with this comedic timing. Because he goes, well, first of all, I just want to say I'm getting all warm and fuzzy in my panties. <laughs> or something like that. Um... <laughs> And then he gets really mad all of a sudden. This is about jokes. Like, breaks the set again. Poor fucking PAs have to put that stupid set back together. It's like, oh, man, they knocked the fence over again. Can we get a better fence? This thing sucks. Keep losing the raw (laughs) sign that they crudely hang up on the fucking thing. (laughs) That's part part fence, part Triple H (laughs) t-shirt. Speaking of which, that 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 asshole. I still can't believe he wore a fucking chain link fence, fucking vest to the fucking ring. You You know why? Because fuck Scott Steiner. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm not saying wrestlers are petty, but wrestlers are fucking petty. Chain link fence. That's Scott Steiner's gimmick. You wore it to the ring. Fuck Scott Steiner. That's all I'm hearing. Uh, it's no different than climbing the rope in gym class and, and having 72 angry men salute you when you get down because you did a good job. You're a good boy. You climbed a rope. Goddamn right. I'm a fucking Navy SEAL. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Um, I took mm-hmm. a picture with the president. What'd you do, Hulk Hogan? Steroids? <laughs> Piece of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> Maybe he was just mad that Tropic Thunder was such a bad show. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like he just... Thunder in Paradise. Tropic no. Thunder was a good movie. Tropic Thunder was Thunder a great movie. Paradise. Thunder in Paradise was a disgrace to Navy SEALs. Um, yeah, never mind. Go listen to the old episode we did on the whole fucking thing. Um, anyway, Triple Which H... Which is in our archives. It it's is. in our archives. We have archives. Yeah. You, you, know, you know that because you're listening to us. Yes, uh, we're like we're like Encyclopedia Britannica. We are. We have yeah. many, many archives. Um, so you know, many. It's just one. If you're listening to this, just scroll up. There you go. Archives. My God, that was difficult. Um, anyway, <laughs> you want to know what else should be archived? Triple That's... H's fucking theme song. Because I'm getting fucking tired. Of so tired song. of it. So tired of it. <laughs> I really want Kane to burn him alive at this point. Uh, but sadly, he doesn't. No, no. This, 
this match King comes over with a blowtorch. Uh, this match That's ends with China Fierce. China Fierce, very good, Rich. I like that. Is. Thank you, China Fierce. Triple H wins. Let's just stop talking about these two for fucking four minutes. Uh, you know, enough. when you said China Fierce, uh, it, it reminded me um, that we didn't cover the fact that Bob Holly talked about her 200 pound implants. <laughs> 200 pound bags of silicone. First of all, yeah. you're a woman and I don't beat on a woman. Second of all, despite the fact you got those 200 pound silicone bags on your chest, you ain't going to make weight. I heard that like motherfucker, Bob Holly dude is swinging for the fences and connecting every time. It is wonderful. Um, but yeah, is going to be pissed with this kind of language. God canceled, canceled. Um, well, for God's sakes, you have to say so many naughty words, Bob. Um, yeah, China fearance. It's, it's what to be expected with the triple H thing. Uh, they got a sledgehammer and then the undertaker and big show come down. <sighs> My God, the show is all over the place. Um, I don't know what we're doing with them anymore. They just come down. Well, China and Triple either. H run away. Kane is up. Big Show and Undertaker look. Moving on. This is what we're doing. Everyone's just running around in a circle with their fucking heads cut off. Where is Vince? <clears throat> I know who's looking for Vince. Shamrock. And for Chris Jericho. Shamrock. Chris Shamrock. You'll never find him because he's not here. It's a boy loco. He goes, I'll find you even if it takes all night. Next segment. Shamrock coming to the ring. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, he calls him a coward and blah, blah, blah. So uh, Jericho's music hits. <clears throat> Ken Shamrock jumps out of the ring. He takes a walk, and then all of a sudden, my God, King, look in the ring. Look in the ring. What is that? What is that? What's in the box? It's a shark cage with Chris Jericho in it. Um, anyone that's seen a comedy video that involves a porta potty knows exactly how this should have happened. You get in the ring and you push that motherfucker over and you walk away. <laughs> But that didn't happen. Uh, Jericho talks a lot of shit for a while. And because funny is not in Shamrock's repertoire, he uh, hulks out and bends the bars and pulls Chris Jericho out of the cage. But he literally bent the fucking bars like comedic strongman. Look at that. I bend steel. Um. Yeah, Jericho and Finkel flee. So, Shocking. <laughs> well, Jericho was asking for the Fink to lift up the cage, but yes. Mister Fink had his comeuppance with one Lillian Garcia. Oh, that's right. I forgot that happened. Lillian's revenge. Lillian, the Fink has fallen on the stairs again. Um. So Fink meets up with Jericho in the parking lot and Jericho's like, Harold, 
You've been a good Harold, but now you're fired, Harold. And he drives off and fires the Fink. Poor Harold. Poor Harold. But not poor King, because he gets Kitty and Puppies. The blonde trio come to the ring. Jarrett, Kitty, and Deborah. Um, This is probably up there for the highlight of the show, this fucking segment. I almost pissed myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, uh, this is the one I was referring to earlier where Jarrett talks about ah, women and uh, pregnant and kitchens and making babies and it ain't supposed to be in this man's world. And it's just all kinds of awful. And then he acknowledges the fact that the uh, Fabius Mula and may young are sitting ringside residents of Albany. Like I said, I thought they were Albany girls and <clears throat> he calls Mula into the ring and, uh, Mula, he goes, you you ever fight a man in your day, you fucking dinosaur? And Mula's like, I didn't, but I used to pimp him out. Oh, no, sorry, wrong, wrong, wrong documentary. Um, she said she didn't because she'd kick a man's ass or something. Like it, it, anyway, we get to the point. Jared hits her with a fucking guitar. And <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so great. I mean, who hasn't wanted to hit their grandmother with a guitar? <laughs> May Young. God bless her. May Young gets into the ring. She moves fucking better than Hogan. I'll give her that credit. Uh, and and she takes the figure for a leg lock. And we just kind of cut. <laughs> like, that's a wrap on this fucking segment. Um, oh, God. <sighs> Again, this, this is something. It's, us describing it, I don't think he's doing it justice. Like, this you is have Jared's to... best work. This is this is we talk about peak rock. This is peak Jarrett right here. The next from from September to the end of October, where when he leaves, this is this is his best work of his WWF time uh, by a by a mile. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, how much more May Young do we get? Oh, we get a lot of May Young. All right, we get a lot of Mula. Um, and uh, I also, I don't know if you guys know this, but they were, uh, were they lesbian lovers? I don't know. Weird. Yeah. They gave you that weird dynamic that they were. So if they weren't, I okay. They were. But I mean, are you, are you like actually asking? Cause I don't think they really were. I don't, I don't, but they gave the impression that they were yeah. just the way they, they talked about them. I always got the impression that they were some sort of lesbian duo. Hmm. But maybe not. Maybe they maybe they were married with children. I don't know. But I also don't care. Yeah. I just uh yeah. Johnny May Young can take a punch. That's all I know. Yeah. We're, oh, we, we get plenty of them coming up. We Good. we got fights with them with Ivory. We got them fucking fighting in pools with right. uh with lingerie. I, I just I, I remember when when I when I had Bob Holly on the show, he specifically told a story about May Young. So if we get more May Young, I'll tell it down the road because it, it was fucking great. Um, one one else is fucking great. Seeing Val Venus back in his element, 
making this new movie uh, with some blonde chick that he is going to take to Pound Town with <laughs> Steve Blackman's nunchucks. You know, the further the camera pulled out, the more I got that, oh, no, they're not going to do this, are they? And sure enough, they get fully out, and he's holding the nunchucks, and he just goes, and I'm going to put him to good use, and dives under the covers, and I'm just like, he went in both holes with that. Gross. Um, I'm pretty sure that was one of Mark Henry's uh, filthy, filthy whores. Um, at least it looked like. I believe she was Scandinavian. Did you notice that the king was very like into the fucking European background of Mark Henry's fucking women? It was weird, but that's the king. Well, um, well it takes a special nationality to take double-ended nunchucks into your to your fucking balloon knot and your fucking veg. So. You wouldn't believe how much breathing exercises go into that. Uh, anywho, Undertaker and Big Show are strolling around the back. <laughs> how many nunchucks have you taken? Looking bored and mean. <laughs> oh. Leave me alone. <laughs> Mind your business. This isn't fucking tell-all with the champ. <laughs> Someone's stealing Sonny's idea for her OnlyFans. <laughs> I think she's in jail again, so I'm just going to hack her account. <laughs> you, if you get the camera really close up, you can't tell the difference. You both sound the same. You want to fuck a Hall of Famer? Famer. Uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, main event time. Big Show, Undertaker, Rock Mankind, buried alive match for WWF titles. Um... Big Show does a lot of the lifting on this one. Uh, for obvious reasons, we've talked many times about Undertaker and his hips and his uh, his pain problems at this point. Um, so yeah, Big Show's doing a lot of the lifting. And man, this was that shot that fucking... I think Mick Foley's talked about it. But this took many years off of his hip when Big Show throws him from the stage and he doesn't go into the hole. He lands on the fucking whatever that staging is that looks like fake grass. Like, oh, that was a gross landing. Um, but yeah, but that's also that's also an iconic shot. That's still shown. Yeah. Stuff with McFoley to this day. So a happy accident that led to him not having a hip. Right. (laughs) Walking like a 90 year old man at 52. Um, Yeah. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of shovel spots, a lot of choke slams, a lot of this, a lot of that. Of course, Triple H has to come out and get involved because it's tag team titles. And why wouldn't, Triple H come and get involved in a match he has nothing to fucking do with, and I don't think anybody is going after his title at the moment. Maybe they are. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they be? Because, you know, it's 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 a dead heat between Billy Gunn, Val Venus, at The Rock, Steve Blackman, Ken Shamrock, Al Snow, Avatar, and Leaf Cassidy, all for the heavyweight title that Triple H is holding. Maybe we'll have a burning alive match and fucking no. Why are you here with your fucking hammer? 
<laughs> so, you know, in our first series, which is available in our archives, scroll we down. Had it, we had a we had an episode with the big cat, and it was the big cat versus everybody. The big cat. I love the big cat. So I think Triple H is taking the role of big cat here. It's just Triple H against everybody. Yeah, but I like the big cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a little uh, little big market tease. We are going to see the big cat. Not this the way series. we want to see him. Not the way we want to see him, though. But we're going to see him. God damn it. We're going to get Curtis Hughes. We are. Ugh, he was so much better as the big cat. Oh, I'll, I'll never forget the big cat. One love. One love. Big cat. And that's available uh, in our archives, too. Yeah. yeah. Scroll down. Yeah. Um, all right. Fucking Kane's out here, too. Was he involved in this match? No, of course not. But he's well, here. Well, Kane's, everyone Kane's everyone here. is involved. Everyone. Kane's here. He still can't get his goddamn lighter to work. Uh... <laughs> Undertaker leaves to check in with his kids that are, he left in the hotel alone. He so really he to work. did nothing in this. Um, ambulance shows so, up. And so Triple H the, opens the, the door. The well, the yeah. match ends. Here's how the match ends. Mankind's in the pit. Big Show is burying Mankind. Right. Triple H comes up, hits him with the fucking sledgehammer, and then it's proceeds to big bury show. Mankind. Yeah. He hits the Big Show with the hammer while he's burying Mankind to take over the shovel to bury Mankind. This so is Triple H literally. buries Mankind. So the Big Show and the Undertaker win the tag titles. This is literally an adult's version of this is my sandbox and I'm going to do the digging. Like he. Oh, my God. Anyways, I, th- I think the moral of this whole story is. Is Kane JR- the Undertaker champion? <laughs> well, now it's now it's the big show and the Undertaker. But if we have a time machine, who won the match? Just, big, sh- big show and the Undertaker won the tag no, titles. Did. No, they don't. Don't. No, yes, they they don't. don't. Yes, because Triple H buried. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, we'll find out Monday on Raw. Wait but, a minute. Yes, a hundred percent. While you look it up, I, I just. Think, I'm not looking up. I'm trying to read my notes. <laughs> it, it happens. Believe me, I'm telling you. But I think. But Undertaker left. Yes, but Big Show had the shovel. He had the legal shovel. The legal shovel. Fuck yes. you. <laughs> so. If we had a time machine, do you think at this point they all wish they could bring Triple H back to 96 so he could say goodbye to his friends so he didn't have to fucking interfere in all this fucking bullshit? You have to be such an asshole. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, okay. Back to whatever the hell this is. An ambulance arrives. Triple H, for some reason, goes to open the doors? Like, all right. So not only is, is he a new tag team champion, he's also an EMT. And Steve Austin is obviously in the ambulance because what the fuck is this show? And Michael Cole goes, JR was right. He is here. It's like, God damn it. You are such a fucking shill. Um, <laughs> Sam is real. Sam is real. So Austin starts beating the shit out of Triple H. Who tries to get away, but cannot. Uh, 
I don't I I don't know. Austin throws him in an ambulance, drives that some bitch outside, gets in a WWE branded semi truck, and holy shit, did he have fun? <laughs> he drove that thing. He fucked that ambulance up, dude. Like he backed it up. He was fucking doing front wheelies or whatever the hell you call those things. Like the back tires were lifting on the thing. Steve Austin is very dangerous with fucking cars in this era. Goddamn. Don't put me in them. I mean, watching him, I'm like, all right, I don't know how to drive a big rig. I'm guessing Steve learned that morning. He really fucked that truck up. Like, not in the way everyone thinks he fucks that truck up. Like, oh, it's two cars banging into each other. No, like, you can see basically the transmission dropping out of that thing. (laughs) He almost knocked over the dumpster. Tires aren't supposed to jitter like that. (laughs) When he smashes into the ambulance that's wedged between the the dumpster and the truck, he hits it so hard, the dumpster almost flips over. I mean, I know they were going for the visual effect here. It worked. I mean, he's just, he's hitting the gas after he slams into it. And the tires are going to fucking explode. (laughs) And then he just gets out of the truck and walks away. What is this show? Oh, but that's it. That's uh, that's SmackDown for you. Whew, shit. Where are we on the show? That is, uh, that's, that's SmackDown from September 9th, 1999. Oh, 9999. Make a wish. Oh. <laughs> Fuck that. 11 11. <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, Coming up next week, uh, we got Raw from September 13th and SmackDown from September 16th, 1999. Uh, thank you for joining us on Two Guys Watching Wrestling for Nightsticks and Coffins, the big boss man's naughty 1999. Rich, uh, you want to throw out the social media plugs? Absolutely. Facebook, Two Guys Watching Wrestling. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a thumbs up. Give us money. Give us something. Give us some attention. On Twitter, the Bluebird at Two Guys WrestlePod. Number two guys WrestlePod. Uh, hashtag Two GWW. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Send us some feet pics. Send us some money. Send us some nudes. Give us whatever we need to get us that hashtag Blue Chew Money. Money, money, me, money now, money, please, me, please, me, money, money, good now. Thank you, Charlie Kelly. And we'll see you next week for two guys watching wrestling. (laughs) 